Hello and welcome to the Do We Think podcast, a podcast amongst friends where we talk about celebrities, our opinions, blind items, and lots of other things. So I'm here with Emily, who's really turning into a regular host, honestly. I I know, wow. It's like not on purpose, but she just is available. And I love her. It's not just because she's available. Um, I thought it's because you wanted me to be. It is, it is. Whatever. But then, like, sometimes I ask other people, and then they're not available. And I'm like, Emily is unreliable. Always the second choice. No. No. This is not coming out how I meant it. Emily, I often. Go to friend when, like, everybody else is busy. No. You're, like, the go-to anyway. Like, you're usually my first choice. No offense to anyone else. Emily and I just have a really good back and forth about celebrity stuff. Oh, now she's trying to feel better. <laughs> and um, I'm roasting. I'm roasting. I know. I know. I'm just so around. I know you love me. I love you. All right. This episode, we are talking about the David Dobrik scandal. We are talking Woo! about Demi Lovato, her new album, her glamour interview. We're talking about Justin Bieber. We're talking about some blind items. We're talking about. Army Hammer, Chris Jenner, and in a little fun twist, we're going to talk about some bad lyrics that ruined some good songs and songs that we had no business listening to as children, but did anyway. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into it. So David Dobrik, who if you guys don't know, he is a YouTuber, founder of the Vlog Squad, and... um. He's reacting to a couple of allegations. Um, first being there was Seth um, Francois. Yes, Seth Francois. Um, I think that's his last name. And um, he was in a vlog in 2018 that he was thinking he was going to be kissing Instagram model Corinna Koff, but he ended up kissing 47-year-old comedian Jason Nash. And then he came forward and said, that really fucked with my head. Really, like – because you can you imagine, like, you think you're making out with somebody and you're, like, blindfolded and you're, like, oh, that was a good kiss. And then, like, you open your eyes and it's, like, this man. This, like, nasty man yeah. called Jason Nash. Yeah. Like, look him up and, like, tell me. He's and then like, it's, like, rusty. You know in Monsters, Inc.? And I don't even care that I'm being off. You know Monsters, Inc., the lizard, the mean lizard? Randy? Is that his name? He looks like Randy. If Randy, like, grew up in California and, like, wanted to be a comedian but failed at it. And, like... You know who also reminds me of Randy? Who? David Foster. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's David before. Foster is way... He's classier than Randy. Oh, yeah. No, and that's saying a lot. And he just looks like a lizard man to me. But anyway. He's, he's a little lizardy. Anyway, off topic. <laughs> so, but he was saying, like, it kind of, like, messed with me because I was like, oh, my, like, why did I enjoy that kiss? Am I gay? Am I, like, da-da-da? Like, you know, that could definitely, like, make you spiral. Yeah, um, I can totally understand. And then the other thing is he is reacting to allegations because he um, – so he issued this apology video on Tuesday night, March 16th, and he was addressing these allegations that a member of the vlog squad, Dirty Dom – um, drugged and raped an extra from a video shot in 2018. And this anonymous accuser, they're going with the name of Hannah, just like it's not their real name, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, 
She came forward to Business Insider saying that Dirty Dom got her drunk when she was 20 and like her friends and then sexually assaulted her. Sexually assaulted her. Oh, trigger warning. Trigger warning. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and a late, a late trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, okay. I, I will do better next time, I promise. Um, I adore you. So, um, so she came to the group's house to film, and this happened. And like in the apology video, which, okay. I have thoughts because he called the video Let's Talk, but turned off the comments and the like to dislike ratio. So he was clearly not ready for. Does not want a conversation. No, no conversation here. So he said, consent is something that's super, super important to me. Um, I mean, okay, but I think maybe if he had like three or four supers, it would actually have, he would have then actually like not posted this video. So he's super, super important to him, but clearly not enough. He says, whether I'm shooting with a friend or shooting with a stranger, I always make sure that whatever I'm putting out, I have the approval of that person. And so then basically he was like, I've chosen to distance myself from Dom and some other people that aren't part of his circle anymore because they like, quote unquote, didn't um, align with some of the actions and he doesn't stand for any kind of misconduct. And I've been really disappointed in some of my friends. And for that reason, I've separated from them. Um, he said, in my case with the Seth thing, the video was, you know, Seth said the video was made to sexually assault me. And so David said with the Seth situation, I'm sorry to Seth, because like I said, I just want to make videos of everybody in it, whether partaking or watching is enjoying and having a good time. And he said, actions speak louder than words and that he will show you and prove to you the mistakes he made won't be happening again. What do you have to say, Miss M? And to clarify, this apology was right before these the the rape. Um, I don't even want to say allegations, but you know that the non-consensual rape, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, yes, out. came forward. Yeah, and then like basically like last week, early last week, or even two weeks ago, was Dirty Dom. So I feel yeah. like there was a storm brewing. This Dirty Dom character was like, "Oh crap, I need to start saving my ass." Yeah, so that just makes me feel like this coming out. I don't know. That all seemed like very interesting to me. And then obviously you have David sit down. He apologizes, but I don't think he takes accountability mm. in it. For he kind of like just threw his friends under the bus and was like, "Yeah, you know, you're the one who like had the idea to post these exactly. videos. Like it's under your name." My opinion is he's an enabler of a bad behavior. And if you're coming mm-hmm. in and this is your comedy, if people aren't in in the joke, they don't know what's going on. Like that's just, that's not how it works. Like that's, that's just sadism. Yeah, like that's just effed up. And I think that that's where the line has been crossed. And there's enough evidence in his older vlogs and other mm-hmm. people like we're going to go to jail tonight for what we did and like really bad tweets being like man like if anybody saw the behind the scenes footage i wouldn't be able to speak right now like things like that like i would go to jail yeah like they're not it's not a good look there's a lot of evidence against him and i understand like he may not have sexually assaulted anybody but he let it happen and he instigated it i guess not let he made the judgment call that it was appropriate to go out to the world he built this storyline and then sometimes i think people they're afraid of his power and his, you know, clout influence. And that's a scary thing. And like these people live in LA and it's a really toxic lifestyle and 
this is why so many people get taken advantage of in right. Los Angeles and in Hollywood. It's people like Dave Dorbrick who have like this front, you know, but it's like you're behind the camera. So you have control on what you can post. And it's not even just David Dobrik. Like there's like even the Jake Pauls and the Logan Exactly. Yeah. It's, there's so many people that have been profited off of and it's so sad to see. And like Trisha paid us, even she's not the person mm-hmm. who very publicly said I, there was a video that I begged David not to post and he posted. That's problematic to me. Like you can't do that. And even though, like, Trisha Paytas, people might be like, oh, whatever. She's, like, queen of clout. Like, she, like – And she has her crazy moments. She does. It's done some very, you know – Crazy things. Racist, anti – lots of things. But that's that's another story. (laughs) But, like, she has nothing to lose by saying – or nothing to gain, rather – by saying that yeah. David was like problematic, but she's been saying it all along and no one believed her and now it's coming out and it's like, oh shit. And um, David has since had a bunch of sponsors either like say they're considering going in a different direction or completely like breaking association with him. And it was interesting. I was watching this video. There's this man, I can't think of his name, but he analyzes people's apology videos. Oh, I like love that. those videos. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't watch this one, but I know the guy. Yeah. And um, he was saying that um, a lot of these like YouTube pranksters have a sadistic streak, which basically like saying that a lot of them like get high off of or like laugh about like other people being uncomfortable or being like in pain or being scared and, like, that's what they call, like, comedy. And he says a lot of times with people like that, they are – they're people who have been taken advantage of in the past. And instead of confronting those people, they put other people in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And I thought that, that like, was pretty, like, major. But um, any last words on David Dobrik? Well, I just feel like – and this is not me defending David Dobrik in any way. Like, I – pray to God that like he takes accountability for his actions mm-hmm. here um, and addresses some of the, the addresses what he's done. Um, yeah. But I think that when you are young and you get all this fame off the internet and people want more and more, and you're like, how can I keep shocking people and exciting people? You start to lose a sense of moral morale. You start totally. to lose a sense of yourself. You get so caught up in it and it's, it's very toxic and unfortunately like I think that we're watching that happen and, and I hope it's a lesson to people and I just hope that everyone you know their voices are heard and people speak their truth and we hear some apologies because it's super disappointing I just noticed that your mic name is M to the E to the Millie <laughs> the M-I-L-Y oh <laughs> I would have taken too long for me to do all the, the periods so I didn't but thanks that's all right Moving on to Demi Lovato, we all know, probably listeners, that Demi Lovato and Max Eric, I don't really exactly know how to say his name, but uh, (laughs) he's irrelevant, but uh, they were engaged for two months in 2020 following a rushed romance and um, a split that was particularly nasty and he would be like saying all these things and she would be like, he like posted screenshots of her texting him like please stop using my name and he'd be like please don't contact me (laughs) it would be like so crazy um and he like called the paparazzi on himself so that he could go cry on the beach that he proposed to her on if you guys needed something to laugh at please type (laughs) it into the google search bar it is 
so fake and funny. That is Max E H R I C H. If you're interested. <laughs> um, yeah. So their split was nasty, and I mean, I was just as Demi said that she was just as shocked as the rest of the world at some of the things that were said and done. So she was in her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, we were shocked by how he acted. I mean, we didn't think he was that crazy. Um, so in her new, um, documentary, Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, which premieres on Tuesday, right? Tuesday? I'm very excited. Are we going to watch together? What's happening with that? Well, I won't be able to watch it live because I'm going to be in Connecticut, but. Uh, okay. I know. Well, well, then we'll discuss for sure. We will def. Oh, we will discuss. I think it's coming out in like four parts. Oh, so great. Yeah. Great. So the two started dating um, amid COVID, and um, she realized that as time went by, she didn't actually know the person that she was engaged to, which red flag, womp womp. If you don't know the person, like, don't get engaged. It's just, like, you know, some good old-fashioned advice. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) like, Emily knows Chris a little bit, so it's fine that they're engaged. (laughs) Yeah, just a little. She, like, knows his first, last, and middle name. So I said, go for it, sis. <laughs> no, they know each other very well. Thank but um, <laughs> she said, the hardest part of the breakup was mourning the person I thought he was. And that hit me because I think we all have been in a situation, be it a friendship, whatever, where you thought somebody was, like, super down for you, was, like, a good friend, a good person. And then out of nowhere, you were like, oh, they were manipulating me for this or that or whatever. Oh, and then you're like yeah. – you're like, wow, I thought this person was this and that person didn't exist. And yeah. she also said the fallout made her realize she is too queer to marry a man right now, but doesn't feel the need to identify herself, which go ahead with your bad self, girl. Yeah. Um, sure. Also, in her Glamour interview, she said it's said that the whole um, period of her overdose is covered in a lot of detail no questions left unanswered and talks about the medical side effects, which include like having blind spots. She can't drive anymore. And um, basically her life at the time was all about conforming to what in the industry wanted her to be, which exacerbated her eating disorder. And like on her birthday, her management gave her like a watermelon with fat-free whipped cream instead of cake. And they like took away the phones in her hotel room so that she wouldn't call like room service to get food. Oof. And um now she says if anything happens in her life that's hard to deal with, she has an incredible support system. She knows who she is, and she's just waiting until a specific time to come out to the world as what she is. Um, I hooked up with a girl, and I was like, I like this a lot more. So good for her. Yeah, that makes me happy to hear that she's like finding herself and just feeling comfortable with herself, you know? Totally. Like – she was saying, like, she has this, like, rainbow, like, crazy room in her house. And she laughed. And she was like, to think I almost designed this house for a straight couple. <laughs> Happy she didn't. I know. And um, so also her next single is going to be called Dancing with the Devil. And that is coming out on Friday. Ooh. Um, so very excited to hear it. I'm very excited to see. I really want her to go in a pop rock direction. That's really my dream. I know. Me too. I think that would be a lot of fun. Because I miss those days in her career. I know. You and Christine were talking about that on like a previous podcast, and I was like shouting out. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I really agree. We love that. Also, I want you guys to know we now have an Instagram account, oh, um, yes. except for oh. right now. Search like Do It's Do We Think Pod, but 
um, I need to change the username and I can't yet because I had like a Finsta and then I got rid of it and I just changed it over. So I need to, I needed to wait like 14 days to change my username because apparently I don't even remember changing it, but apparently I did. So I have to wait, but, um, follow that for, I'm going to be posting like updates on things we talk about there, some funny memes. So, and we're going to be building a website soon. And on the website, I'm going to be posting my thoughts on certain people so that when I, when I kind of blab something out casually about someone and you're like, wait, what? Like, I want to know more about that. I'm going to be posting about that on the website. So stay tuned for that. And please tell your friends, tell your family about the podcast if you enjoy, as I hope you are doing. Mm-hmm. Next thing I want to talk about is Justin Bieber's Tiny Desk concert. Did you watch? I did. I did. What did you think? I thought it was great. I thought he sounded great. I've never, you know, really had the Bieber fever, but I like mm-hmm. in my life. There was that one song he had, though. When was this? One single he had was, like, really, really good. Was it, like, oh, is it Where Are You Now? Yes. I knew yeah. it because we danced yeah. to it when you were, like, cleaning your room once. <laughs> I did? Well, I love it. <laughs> if that yeah. doesn't prove it. Um, and I like this song. Um, I get my peaches on in Georgia. What's yeah. Peaches. Oh. <laughs> well, I liked it. Yeah, no, I liked it too. Um, somebody pointed out on Twitter that the set looked a lot like the set in Selena Gomez's Look at Her Now, which I don't think was like on purpose, but just somebody pointed that, it out. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, they do look similar. That was a um, really cool song Ghost on his new album. I haven't listened to the full album yet, but. Well, let me just tell you, Selena has that one song Ghost of You, and then he has this song Ghost. And if that doesn't, if that song isn't about an ex, I don't know who it's about. A Ghost of You was on her album when they like weren't even together yet. True. Okay, true. But just listen to the song Ghost. Like, it's annoying to me because I love Haley Bieber. But, like, this song is about an ex, and I'm confused. Interesting. There's a TikTok I want to talk about really super quick that was saying that this album almost presents him as, like, someone who is, like, unstably in love with their wife. Yes. That he's just, like, loves her so much that, like, if anything went wrong, he would just, like, die. Yeah, but then it also has some songs that are contradicting of that, too. So I don't know. Interessant. No, I think he sounded great. I think um, his performance was great. I read, like, a blind item. It was, like, he can't perform live because he falls asleep or is in drug- on drugs. And I was like, well, I just saw some proof and he was wide awake. So, Yeah, but those can be edited. What, do you think he fell asleep in between takes? You <laughs> could have been like, what's that with that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I have some blind items I want to discuss with you. Love blind items. When you guys are at home, I want you to pause at the end of it and guess who you think I'm talking about. Oh, that's so fun. And then leave a comment if you guess any of them right. Or if you guess on the Insta. Like we don't think was right, or like we didn't say Yeah, if you think we were wrong. Yeah, I I love to hear opinions on these. All right. Emily, I think this may upset you. <gasps> No. Who does it have this, to do with? I cannot tell you till you I guess. I know. I just want to like emotionally prepare. Okay. This famous and handsome actor is known for his starring role in a popular TV series. He is also known for treated an ex-long-term girlfriend badly. He cheated on her and drank. She hung in there for years. Literally years. We don't know if she was loyal to him. Perhaps... 
<laughs> Perhaps because what he had in his pants. Perhaps she thought he would eventually That's propose. Good. We all know about what he has in his pants. <laughs> oh, um, large and in charge. <laughs> Perhaps she thought if she could get him sober, he would be a better person. Nah. She finally convinced him to go to rehab. However, even if he got sober, he was still a jerk to her. She didn't get mad. She got out. Good for her. Of course, he's a rich, good-looking, successful actor. He immediately started dating again. <laughs> there is definitely one thing this is that is different about this new non-celebrity girlfriend. Alcohol. His girlfriend is the one who makes the runs to the liquor store. She'll pick out a dozen bottles and have them wrapped in a brown paper bag and then carry them all out in a box. It's not obvious like when Ben Affleck gets bottles of alcohol delivered to his house during his low period. It's more subtle. However, since she is now staying with him, this doesn't sit right at all. Why is she bringing a dozen bottles of alcohol to the house of a recovering alcoholic on a regular basis? Yeah. Who is it, ma'am? Oh, it is John Hamm. Yeah. And like, I actually have had a friend in New York who told me a story about her meeting him out and him being wasted. And not like normal wasted, like he couldn't speak wasted like concerningly wasted and it wasn't midnight yet and Damn. i remember that breaking my heart i was like why well, i kind of wish they hadn't even told me but like it's true i do believe it like i i believe it i know i feel like alcoholism is so hard to like get over like i yeah, i sympathize disease but, like you can't be like someone who is in a relationship with you and like giving you alcohol is not somebody who cares about you absolutely not Absolutely not. Like in some, and for some addicts, like alcohol is just a gateway to more drugs, you know, so you really couldn't be ruining someone's life. Anybody out there, if you are involved with someone who is enabling an addiction of yours, get out, sis, brother, child, whoever you are, get out. Yes. All right. Next blind item. Um, Whenever this famous athlete is struggling in his relationships, we have to roll our eyes. He is so intent on keeping a good guy narrative that he tends to invent multiple levels of lies to cover up his bad behavior. His current situation reminded us of a secret relationship he had years ago with a famous female celebrity. Want to hear about it? Of course you do. <laughs> At the time of our story, athlete was dating a wealthy someone from a wealthy family as athlete is very fitness conscious it will not surprise you that he met her at the gym we'll call her blondie athlete was not faithful to blondie the other woman she was a gorgeous model she had recently started acting primarily overseas we'll call her coffee athlete was introduced to coffee while he was on a road trip he became instantly infatuated with her it was a whirlwind romance out of the public eye Athlete flew back and forth between the two women. Neither of them knew about the other. After just a month, Athlete proposed to Coffee. Coffee said yes. He told her to keep it quiet, but she was so excited about so excited about her <laughs> engagement that she told some of her friends in the industry. Word got back to Athlete, who was still dating Blondie. The coffee was blabbing. A panicked Athlete told his publicist to shut down the rumor. They claimed that it was not only that not only was athlete engaged to coffee he had never not only was he not engaged to her he had never even met her Ooh. ouch oh. furthermore they said he was in a relationship with blondie and that he was going to marry blondie needless to say coffee was shocked and devastated what happened to everyone in the story well athlete did go on to marry blondie soon after this happened they had a family however he cheated on blondie and their marriage ended in divorce Abby is currently in a messy relationship with a celebrity who will probably be mad that she isn't the star of the story. 
Their relationship is fraught with the same kind of lies that he had been telling for decades. If he is accused of cheating on her with another woman, he claims he has never met the other woman. He hasn't changed. Coffee went on to have a successful acting career in a few years. Um, after her breakup, she went on to become the star of a very popular, long-running TV comedy series. Coffee is now married to a handsome actor. She is still gorgeous. And thanks to her star turn in that comedy series, now very rich and famous. It's a modern <laughs> success story. Oh. She is happy. To this day, <laughs> the relationship between Athie and Coffee is not mentioned anywhere. When they do run into each other, they're very civil, but do not talk about their previous relationship. It's easier to pretend that it was just a rumor at the time. Coffee does not need to feel the need to relive the humiliation, and the athlete needs to maintain his myriad of lies. But now you know that the athlete once secretly asked Coffee to marry him. Oh my goodness. Who, who do you think? Well, first of all, who could ever do that to Sofia Vergara? She is a. Adios mio. That is crazy. So stunning. So beautiful. Titties for days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's like a goddess. So, first of all, like, this guy's a loser. Loser. Um, I don't actually know who it is. A Rod. Okay, I was gonna guess that, but I was like, is that too obvious? So I didn't. No. Who was he? Who was the blonde person? Used person. The blonde woman. It was. Hold on, let me see. That's where I was like. People oh. think it was Cynthia. Cynthia, Cynthia Skirtis. Don't know her. His ex-wife. Well. Um. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, but uh, here's another blind item that I believe to be about the same person, and it makes me laugh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you really should not be surprised that the celebrity couple is having serious relationship problems. We've been telling you for years this athlete is a cheater. He typically cheats with very fit women. He tends to like them tall, blonde, and muscular. This actress' fiancé... Knows that he cheats on her, yet she denounces anyone that tries to tell her the truth. Actress? I wouldn't call her. Well, I guess she's an actress, too. Interesting that they didn't say actress and singer. I know. That is interesting. But I'm pretty sure it's about him. But maybe we're wrong. Let us know. Um, his actress, fiance, knows he cheats on her, but she denounces anyone that tries to tell the truth. All of those women who claim they have affairs with athlete, liars. Whatever. Actress is clearly in denial. However, you should know that those fit women you've heard of aren't the only women athlete has been showering with attention and affection over the past few years. We told you in the past about athlete's predilection for another type of woman. Why does he keep his relationships with them so discreet? Because they carry an extra piece of equipment between their legs. Yes, they are pre-op. Hey, bada, bada, swing, bada. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, okay. but I believe that he hooks up with pre-op women. I believe, I believe anything. This man is not to be trusted. Unless you can't trust a boiled hot dog passing for a man. You just can't. Oh my gosh. I, did you tell me that he looked like a boiled hot dog or did I said somewhere? I said it. I said it last week. Yes, that is, that is true. He does. Yeah. I I don't know. I just believe it. Call me crazy. No, I believe it too. I really do. I really um, do. Last, well, not the last blind item, but the last from blind, blindgossip.com. 
this isn't really like a crazy blind, but it's just like fun. So these two singers were at both at the Grammys. Um, although they are both in relationships with other celebrities now, their past history usually makes for some tense dynamics. That a pleasant chat, actually two chats about an hour apart. It may have been the first time in years they've ever spoken to each other. Let's talk about something interesting that happened in one of their chats. It was mostly about industry stuff and nominations, but she got personal at the end. Oh my God. About what? About their romance? Their breakup? She said, we should get together for dinner next time we are both in foreign city. Probably London. Mm-hmm. What? Dinner? Alone? No. It was clear that it would be a double date thing. His response? He hesitated and said, right, we'll see. Wait, what does that mean? Does that mean okay? Or yeah, right. That'll never happen. We really, really want this double date to happen. Even if a published photo from that dinner would probably cause the internet to collapse. Who is it? (sighs) Harry, Olivia, Taylor, the crew. Yes. And Joe. I'm still in like denial. So whatever. Of Joe? No. Of Harry. Of Harry ever dating Taylor? Mm -mm. Or of Harry and Olivia? Yeah. I'm in denial of that. I don't know if I'm in denial per se. When was the last time you saw them together? When she was moving into his house. Okay, but that was debunked. Ah, it was? Yes, that wasn't his house. Oh. Harry wasn't even staying there. I am sure. photos of her with all that luggage and said that that was his house. Ah, interesting. Yes. Interessant. Well, I believe that Taylor would say something like this because I feel like she likes to like have things like neat and tidy in a box and it's like oh like we can like get together with our significant others and it'd be like normal and cool and I feel like she would just like be into that and I think that you can be friends with your exes I personally don't have been but I like I don't know why you can't I'm not friends per se but I'm not on bad terms like if I saw them I would say like hi how's your family etc etc or if like god forbid something happened to one of their family members like I would like go to their funeral I don't even know if some of these people would even say hello to me. <laughs> no, mine would say hello. They, like, watch my story and stuff, and I'll watch theirs. If it, it – like, I don't search it out, but if it, like, comes up, like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Not a single ex of mine. Like, every, they all unfollowed me off – like, they, they unfollowed me, like, instantly. Like, they, like they, they when they cut ties, they cut ties real quick. <laughs> Nobody like, they wants really to cut ties with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, but that's good. Well, no, there's one, like, unofficial ex that did cut ties, but my only, like, official ex. We're on good terms. Um, Next, this is a trigger warning. Alert, alert. I'm doing it <laughs> right on time this time. Oh, my gosh, that was a crazy trigger warning. You should, like, <laughs> save that, and every time you're about to say something, <laughs> it can be anything. It's going to be for a trigger warning. You know? I don't think I can be more clear. If you um, have any sexual assault or, like, passed with that, please fast forward the next, like, five to ten minutes. Yes. Okay. So, Army Hammer. We have talked about him on this podcast before. Um, back in January, there was this series of unverified DMs leaked by an Instagram account called House of Effie that had a lot of disturbing um, alleged conversations saying that he was a cannibal and wants to drink your blood. Following all this stuff, um, two of his exes came forward with their own allegations of abuse. And so far, 
Um, he has been dropped by his agency and his publicist, as well as dropped out, probably was fired, out of multiple projects. So now a woman named Effie, who had an on and off, what she says, on and off relationship with him, gave a sad press conference with her attorney where she accused him of rape and abuse. And this is in Variety. And um, on April 24th, 2017, she said that he violently raped her for four hours in L.A., during which he repeatedly slapped my head against the wall, bruising my face. He beat my feet with a crop so they would hurt with every step I took for the next week. I thought that he was going to kill me. During and since that, she has lived in fear for him, of him, and for a long time, she tried to dismiss his actions towards her as a twisted form of love. Um, She has been distressed, experiencing flashbacks, and contemplating suicide in the time that followed, and her hope is that speaking out about the abuse endured at the hands of Army Hammer is that he will be held accountable. So he denies and maintains that everything is consensual. But I'm just like, there's so much smoke that I cannot believe that there's no fire at this point. Yeah, I I I believe the victim a hundred percent. Like me too. It's just to the point where like it's out of hand and it's like it sucks because he was just another actor that like has just like has a dark dark side, um, and yeah, like all around, like it's interesting that he just keeps. I mean, I don't know what else he's gonna do. He's not gonna like admit to anything, but damn, like. And then I wonder. It's like I think I you know like four years or so later, it's too late to test for anything. So I don't think that you could be tried in a court of law for it, but I could be wrong. And I hate that. I know. Unless there's other evidence that they would be able to put together. You have a really good lawyer. Yeah, it just really stinks. Like, And it's like not to say that if one person comes out that they shouldn't be believed. I'm not saying that like, oh, you need a million people to say it before it's true. Yeah, But like, I think that... In some cases, unfortunately, I remember talking to somebody that I know, a male that I know, and they were saying how sometimes, like, for me, like, as a woman, I'm always, like, um, inclined to believe a victim. Um, Like, a guy I was talking to once was like, I hate to say this, and, like, I know it sounds really shitty, but, like, as, like, a young man, like – it's also scary to think that like sometimes like there can be someone who is like upset or, you know, feels like you wronged them and they could at any point say something. And as a man, like the woman is believed over the person. And like, I think I never really think about that because I'm not like a man. So I never really think about like how that can happen. And like, I think there are, unfortunately, like really sadly there are situations where someone might say something false but I think when there's been like multiple reports then I think that's something that should always be taken seriously and looked into no matter what but I think it definitely becomes more credible when there's more than one person I agree with you 100% and like this is somebody who has like family and a children and I just and is is powerful I would say is a powerful family um and I think that it takes courage to come out against somebody like him and totally the truth so 
Yeah, we're definitely on the same page with that. Like, what do you think about, like, the fact that sometimes people's lives do get ruined by false allegations? Do you think that happens? I do think that happens. Um, Unfortunately, because it's the boy who cried wolf. That's why that story exists, because people in the past have been known to share false claims and it ends up hurting other people and hurting themselves in the future. So I definitely think that people, you know. Yeah. I think everything should be like investigated and not just like brushed off. But like, I think unfortunately there are times that it happens. Yeah. And I think that there's many times when things are brushed off and I think that it doesn't hurt to just double check. Like yeah, too many people and even people who go to jail for crimes that they didn't commit. It's the same exact thing, you know, for the sake of someone's life, just be thorough with your investigation. I could not agree more. Um, Anything more to say about Army Hammer? No, I think we covered it. Like, I think we're all watching as this is going to unfold. And I'm very, very interested in in how. What is it going to take for something to stick? I wonder if something will happen that will stick. I mean, celebrities are always going through things like this and it never. They're slippery. And people are never tried. Nothing ever happens. It's so bizarre. It's just the same old story that we've heard this before. I'm so sick and tired of hearing this story and there being no resolution for anybody involved over it. Totally. I think about, (laughs) this sounds so stupid, but like Taylor Swift, like when she like went through her trial and I remember her talking at like one of her concerts and was saying, you know, I like – not even to say this is an only thing, but, like, she got, like, grabbed on the ass, right? And it's, like, she says, even that, like, for me to be believed, like, not even, like, the punishment or the money or anything like that, but just, like, to be believed Mm -hmm. was so, like, validating and how it just made her think, like, there are so many people that things happen to, even things that are, like, far worse, not saying that there's, you know, one is worse than the other, but you know what I'm saying, um, and that that aren't believed and I just think like I can't imagine being in a situation where you're crying out to all the right places that you were taken advantage of or abused and people not believing you like that is a nightmare it's horrible it's a horrible thought having to fight for your truth like I have a fear of like being tried for a crime I didn't commit (laughs) like being in the wrong place at the wrong time and like going to jail oh gosh yeah, like, often that, would be, that, would that would suck. That yeah. would suck. Um, Let's be careful. Yes. <laughs> All of us be careful. As Nana would say, you're the company you keep. So be careful of your surroundings. And burn your fingertips off. So no one <laughs> – I'm just kidding. Wait, what? <laughs> Nana never said that. <laughs> <laughs> he said it to me. He pulled me close at your birthday party once. No. What happened? What is this burning your fingertips off? People say that so that you can't leave fingertips somewhere. Who is who are these people? I don't know. I've heard it on crime TV. (laughs) So it must be true. True. Anything you see on TV. Yes. Um last real story. Um, Chris Jenner has broken her silence on Kim and Kanye's divorce. She was asked on the Kyle and Jackie O show. She said, 
well. I think it's always going to be hard anytime. There's a lot of kids and Kim and Kanye, but the good thing about our family is that we are there for each other and supportive. Um, she confirmed kind of what we've all been thinking that Kim's divorce uh, eye roll, insert eye roll here, might play out on the final season. Oh, um, would say I that. don't know. She said, I don't know what they've decided as in the finale, as we haven't even seen the first show yet, but I think it's just a private time. Oh. I think it's just a private time for everyone, and we need to like keep it under wraps no i think i feel like it's gonna be like the season finale i think me and kanye might have to get divorced ugly crying face end of show like yeah. i feel like and then we move on to hulu yeah which i wonder like what they're gonna do on hulu like are they gonna continue their reality show is it gonna be like kylie has like a makeup competition show and like kim has like a like i wonder what they're gonna do i'm interested to see maybe they'll try to do like the docu series style, because I feel like everyone does like a long form, like like four part or ten part series. Like we we'll have to wait in anticipation, and you know that whole kind of tease, if you will. I really want more behind the scenes of like Kylie's life because she's like always kept things really private, and she says like she's very hesitant to like ever let her real personality show. And I'm like, girl, let her personality shine, honey. Yeah, because she was like herself on vine and then she got so much hate and then she was afraid to like be herself on camera ever again like i love when we see the real kylie like yeah i'm gonna get wasted and that like era of miley was so influential kylie so funny oh yeah sorry miley <laughs> <laughs> like she was so influential and fun and like her makeup and everything she really like did something in 2015 in 2014 she really did the year and, of like realizing stuff. A year of realizing <laughs> stuff. Um. Anyway, Kim said, Chris said, one of the Kardashians said, um, <laughs> Kim wanted to deal with this in, with her own family in her own time. So when she feels like it, I'm sure she'll say something. I mean, hello, yeah. obviously. Yes, that's their life. Um, Emily, what are some awful lyrics to songs that almost ruined the song for you? Uh, um, you don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I'll tell you one first. Tell me one first. Okay, you know Taylor Swift. Our song is a slim and screen door, sneaking out late, tapping on your window while we're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's late and your mama don't know. Okay, if you're talking slow, why is your mom not going to hear you? Hi boyfriend <laughs> like it should be when we talk real low why slow slow does not sure impact your volume slow and not low it is slow really yes on you're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's like and your mama don't know wait i need to see those lyrics and i'm like no talking slow does not make you unhearable taylor Wait, what's that song called again? Our song. Our song. What a country song that was. Truly. It really I was. This. I need to see this. What the heck? That's so silly. It is silly, and it's a good song otherwise, so I don't understand. Um, hold on. I, honestly, I know there's some lyrics, but I can't think of any. And I've been trying to think about it for days. And I and I don't know. 
Hold on. I feel like I always I end up like, justifying them for some reason. Um, let's see. Hold on. Okay, yeah. Found my list. Um, all right. I found – okay, what happened is I found a Reddit thread, and some people, like, say some lyrics, but, like, ruin it for them, but I want to hear your opinion. Does this lyric ruin Lose Yourself by Eminem for you? Oh, There's no. vomit on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. No. Because – For me, I think it paints a picture. He threw up mom spaghetti. <laughs> like, that's what happened. That's what was for dinner, and now it's on his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't bother me. And it rhymes – but not technically, but lyrically, rhythmically. Okay, MKTO, the band MKTO, classic. I never met a girl like you ever until we met. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Well, now I'm going to defend this one a little bit. Because you could have met somebody. I could have met somebody like Chris before. True. That's true. Right. What about I never met anybody like Chris who was as like outgoing until I met Chris. So I kind of get it. Could it have been more interesting of a lyric? Yes, but I get what they're trying to say. Right? Okay. What about Gwen Stefani's cool circles and triangles and now we're hanging out with your new girlfriend? <laughs> I think it is stupid. Why? Is like because triangles can fit into circles. I don't know if she's saying like apples and oranges. <laughs> like, oh, circles and triangles. I love that song though. Oh, me I too. Know, like, cool. That's such a good music video. That music video. He looks like an angel in that video. <gasps> I'm in love. What about Kanye West's monster? Have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? Ah, put the pussy in a sarcophagus. <laughs> Because the pussy is so good that you need to keep it forever. Oh, oh! I mean, honestly, mummify that. (laughs) Yeah, so you can revisit that moment. Um, Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. Would she go down on you in a theater? I mean, I think if that's a true story, it's not a bad lyric. If Dave Coulier was going down on Alanis Morissette in a theater, then no, she went down on him in the theater. If she was going true, if she was going down on Dave Coulier from Full House in a movie theater, what a lucky guy! Full House, Full Mouth. (laughs) 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 And then my my head was. (laughs) You want to know? My joke is weird. Just no, I want to hear it. Tell me your joke. All I have to say is it has to do with like that woodchuck (laughs) next. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Sierra, the level voice, up. The voice he would do as a woodchuck. He oh would always god. talk in that stupid woodchuck voice. Oh, Michelle, it sounded Irish. That's not what I meant to do. Okay, Sierra, level level up. Yummy, all in your tummy. Yeah, that's stupid. You want all of this yummy? Yummy all in your tummy? And like, oh, yeah. It reminds me of Barney. It's weird. I don't hate this lyric. Post to be Omarion. 
but he gotta eat the booty like groceries. Not mad at that lyric. I think it's no, funny. It's yeah, it's funny. It's silly. I like it. I like it too. Also, who hates this lyric? It was so iconic back in its day. 303, don't trust me. Tell your boyfriend if he says he got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't what? Effing scared of him. I think that was iconic in its day and it stays. Do you like that I I what's I censored myself? Yeah, that was very classy of you. Well, I felt like I was saying uh, shit too much in the last podcast. So I was like, you know, let me put it down a little bit. I, I was mad. I was a bad girl. I, I was intense. Um, Janet Jackson, feedback. This lyric is cringy to me. My swag is serious. Something heavy like a first day period. Oh. Really? That's so weird. <laughs> Your <Yeah>. face. <laughs> yeah. Her, I swag. Think- Her swag was serious. Something heavy. Like, I don't know, for example. Period. I mean, I get it. Honestly, but also like girl power, female power. Like we carry that heavy flow in that first. (laughs) We are like no one can mess with us. You know what? I'm gonna take that as we're powerful women who go through a monthly change, and we do it with class, and we shake that ass, and we look good. Okay. Next. (laughs) Um. Okay. Next we have Miranda Cosgrove kissing you. I might die when I forget how to breathe. That is bad. That's yeah, that's no, bad. Um, BOE featuring Bruno Mars, nothing on you. You the whole package, plus you pay your taxes. Hey, that is a plus. If, if you if you can pay your taxes, nobody wants to carry that burden. BOB, man, that when I hear that, that does give me like good flashbacks, like good times. Amen. Yeah. I never thought this was weird until I read it like not singing. Sometimes I run, sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you. (laughs) Until I read it out as like a sentence, I was like, wait, that is kind of extreme. But scared of you being like shy. Yeah. I get it. That's true. And then lastly, this train lyric. From Hey Soul Sister, my heart is bound to beat right out my untrimmed chest. Ooh. (laughs) But also, like, that's fine. I like like an untrimmed man. Chest man. An untrimmed chest is fine. Real quick. We have, like, two minutes left. What are some songs we had no business listening to as children, but we did? Well. Sorry. Sorry about it. Well, the one that always, like, really hit me. Was and there's a lot, and this isn't the worst, but was Digital Digital Get Down by Insync because it was just about sexting and hooking Phone up to the internet. And those lyrics got like another video go on YouTube and watch that live performance, it is so funny. Um, but yeah, a digital get down, just me and you. It's like we can do it naturally, or we can get together on the digital screen every time I'm sitting home alone, girl. Um, I can't wait to get you on the phone, girl. Can we get connected? No, I like, if you're in the mood, the mood. and not home, here's what you do. Leave a message. You know the kind I like to get back to. 
Yes. Um, I think of Barbie Girl by Aqua. The segment specifically, like, kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky. Yes, that part is like rough, but especially the lyric, make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. I can act like a star. I can beg on my knees. Specifically, yeah. me being like seven. I mean, rough. that's rough. What was all, the, the one song that I feel like everyone would scream play was Shaggy. Sign it wasn't me. It wasn't me in the bedroom. It wasn't me. Let me bang it on the. I was bang it on the bathroom floor. I, I just like seven, and even like knowing like we shouldn't be singing this. No, <laughs> but I mean we do, but we shouldn't be singing this. No, it's so true. What about like, um, work it? I like to get to know ya, so I can show ya, put the pussy on ya. <laughs> it's like I, I, I just did not know what she was saying in that song. I never gave like an effort to know. Genie in a bottle, you gotta rub me the right way. Yeah, didn't even inappropriate. In my childhood mind, it literally was she was a genie in a bottle, and they were rubbing it to let the genie out, not anything. Yeah. Totally not. Um, what about when we were 13, Candyman, Christina Aguilera, he's a one-stop shop, makes my cherry pop. Would not know, you know, didn't have any clue. I was thinking of Usher's, um, and the sweat dropped down these balls. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> like, I never no, knew, crazy. I never knew, like, exactly what he was saying in that song until I was, like, a senior in high school. And I was like, wait, he's singing about his, his sweaty balls? Like, that's what like literally that's what the song is about and we were like dancing to that but that's so funny um i had never realized this song was so on the nose um nora jones don't know why don't know why i didn't come but do we know that it's because of come because she spells it c-o-m-e not c-u-m well i feel like c-u-m is like too vulgar to spell it but I don't know. We don't. We 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 need. I don't know. We should. Nora Jones, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> please yeah. write in. Let me know what were you thinking. Wait, I need. We need to know this. I'm okay. I'm gonna make sure to fact check this. So for your next podcast, you no fact check it now. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that was so bossy. Bossy. What about milkshake brings all the boys to the yard? Hey, everybody knows the story of when I had that song playing in my living room and I was dancing to it, like, roll. And I was like, whenever the song came out, let's do, um, hey, Siri, <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> when did Milkshake come out? Okay, it came out in 2003. So, for reference, I was 10. Yeah. Um, and I was dancing, like, rolling around the kitchen, like, doing a whole Britney Spears, like, choreography. I had a moment. And I look at the window, and our kitchen, our kitchen, like our kitchen door had a window on it. And I look yeah. at the kitchen window, and the UPS man is staring, <laughs> standing there, looking at me, oh. laughing his ass off. This man, that's was amazing, crying, laughing. That and, boy and, was brought to the yard, and I just Emily, <laughs> your milkshake brought the boys to the yard. I am shaking as I like open that doorknob, and I'm like. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I, like, like, wanted to die. I think I called my dad after. I was like, Dad. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that song is just 
a legend. And oh my God. You know what? It's up for interpretation. However you want to interpret it, interpret it. Live your oh best. God. Dance oh with let the UPS man see. Honest to God. Knock me out. That was crazy. Well, <laughs> that's how Sue sees it. <laughs> if yeah. anyone watches Glee, anybody watched Glee, you know what I'm saying. Nope, All right. Well, until the end of time, we love you and we are leaving you on red. On red. Yay.